0: Hey, I'm Dan Davidson,
1: and I'm Bill Smith, and it's time for the news from TrekNews.net, spanning the Alpha Quadrant, for all the news on all the Star Trek show. It's TrekNews.net. <laughs> Online at net. Oh, my word. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the weekly Trek Geek Star Trek News Show, the news from treknews.net, the oldest brand new Star Trek news podcast in the podcastosphere. <laughs> Happy to have you here. Dan, up first uh, for the week of September 24th, 2020, it looks like the 2020 Emmy Awards were held this past weekend and Star Trek was represented well, but... Did they prevail? Uh,
0: Well, I guess you could say kind of. I mean, uh, anytime you win any Emmy, it's an amazing accomplishment. Uh, The Star Trek franchise had six Emmy nominations in total up this year, five for Star Trek Picard and one for Star Trek Short Treks. And Picard was the winner for uh, the Emmy for Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup for a Series, Limited Series, Movie, or Special. Um, So one out of five, uh, Short Treks uh, was up for Outstanding Short Form Comedy or Drama Series. Uh, However, it lost out to AMC.com's Better Call Saul Employee Training Legal Ethics with Kim Wexler. Uh, all in all, uh, this is the, uh, the 37th Emmy Award for the Star Trek franchise, which, uh, which ain't too bad when you think about it, is it, buddy?
1: No, it's really not. I, it's it would be nice if they could win a uh, an Emmy for acting or for yeah. the production itself. But hey, Emmys like this are still incredibly important, and they highlight the great work being done by some amazing people like uh, like Neville Page and James McKinnon and and all those folks. Um, I'm so proud of what they've done, and it just it looks fantastic on the screen, and actually looks you know real.
0: It, it really does. And what's interesting is is this uh, Emmy for Outstanding Prosthetic Makeup, blah, 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 that whole long thing, is the exact same Emmy that Star Trek won last year for Star Trek Discovery.
1: Oh, has not that nice? There you go. Uh, we love uh, cleaning that category up every year. I'm not going to get tired of it.
0: <laughs> Me neither.
1: <laughs> Dan, up next, two franchises clash in a series of epic new advertisements for Uber Eats? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I actually saw this for the first time last night watching the news. Um, A series of commercials for Uber Eats recently hit the airwaves starring Mark Hamill, who of course plays Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars franchise, and Sir Patrick Stewart, who needs no introduction on this here news podcast. Uh, The two are battling it out in a variety of different ways as they discuss what they ordered for dinner, and some of those battles include air hockey... (laughs) <laughs> and connect four. <laughs> they were the commercials really are great they're funny it's good to see these two together representing their franchises total surprise i didn't know this was happening so i actually went out and searched online and found i think there's four different commercials out there uh they're all really good i recommend you all go check them out because they're funny
1: i i've only seen the first one i didn't realize there were others until we started talking about it for news and i haven't seen them yet so um it, it's really fun to see them in the same commercial together uh Mark Hamill is, is just such a great presence online, is, and so is Sir Patrick. And to see them together in an Uber Eats ad is just, uh, it's everything the world needs right now.
0: It is everything, and I will say, of course, we know Mark Hamill from from Star Wars, but he's done so many great things. Yeah, he channels his Joker in some of these commercials too, which is pretty cool. I think you'll really like him.
1: Mark Hamill is my favorite Joker of all time. Oh, he's great. Um, you know, and and that's that's putting him a bunch uh, above a whole bunch of people, and I'm okay with it. So that's okay. And Dan, finally, this week in news, as we talk about the stories of the week, it appears that a certain first officer of the Enterprise One Seven Zero One D. Uh, Had he had his way when making some of the next-gen films, a familiar nemesis, no pun intended, would have played a major role. Yeah, nemesis, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah.
0: During a discussion of Q's character development recently at uh, GalaxyCon, the moderator asked Jonathan Frakes and John Delancey to clarify something he had heard before. Specifically, if there was a plan for the second TNG film to be the ultimate Q adventure, as he was quoted as saying. Frakes, who of course directed First Contact, said involving Q was actually his idea. Quote, this was my that was my pitch. Well, from my good fortune of getting involved with the movies, I kept saying, When is our finest nemesis going to be in the movies? I'm still surprised that wasn't so, end quote. I think that's interesting. And now, as we all know, the second feature film brought back the Borg with uh, Alice Krieg playing the new character of the Borg Queen. And interestingly enough, it was a Q episode that first introduced the Borg to the Federation. Of course, that was with Q Who, as we all know. So kind of interesting little circle of life there. DeLancey agreed it was surprising Hugh hadn't appeared in any of the TNG films. When asked, he simply said, quote, yeah, I have no idea what the story is there, end quote. So he sounded a little disappointed. Regarding the Q continuum, a fan asked DeLancey uh, what Star Trek planet he would like to visit in reality. And he took that opportunity to talk about what he saw as another lost opportunity for his character. And he said, quote, the place that they never got into it, which is too bad, which was... What is the Continuum, other than a road in the desert that goes on and the shingles and the old gas station, end quote, referring to, of course, the version of the Continuum that we saw in the Voyager episode, Death Wish?, so uh, the, character, the actor also revealed that he actually developed a story about the Q-Continuum on his own. And he said, quote, I actually, which I'm not going to tell people even now, I did a, create a backstory on that, which would have been really interesting. But I think it's actually someplace that would require a great deal of imagination. And I think the audience would go. So I wish they had gone there, end quote. I never really knew that Delancey had so much About what he wanted to do with Q and the Q continuum still in his blood uh, so many years later. It's good to see. We've talked about whether or not Q would work in a movie before, but it looks like they tried to do it and the uh, powers that be said, yeah, no.
1: Yeah. And I'm on board with them. I, yeah. cause I, I don't think, I don't think Q would have translated well to the movies. I think it's perfect for television. It's perfect for a long form exploration there, mm-hmm. but I, I have a hard time seeing an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours of a Q adventure. Um, and maybe that's just me. I'm sure that's unpopular opinion among Star Trek fans, but, um, why not write a novel if that's the case? Or, you know,
0: and there are some good ones out there about Q. Yeah, there
1: there are. Um, Or or why not do something else Um, or, or pitch it, you know, in some other way for one yeah. of the new series. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know? As we know, uh, in an upcoming trailer for the rest of the season on Lower Decks, John Delancey's going to reprise his role as Q in a short, uh, not a like the main topic of the episode, but uh, we're going to see him. So he is coming back for those who want to see him in some form.
1: He is, and it's a brief appearance. It's more like a cameo, so yeah. it's not an episode centered around Q, but uh, I, I, I'm okay if that's all the Q we ever got. Um, I have no problem with that because I think they explored the character as best they can. I mean, you know, he's he's put humanity on trial. He says the trial is still ongoing. They've taken away his powers. You know, they've they've done just about everything with Q that I think is interesting. So if I'm hearing you correctly.
0: Yeah, you're just going to mind your P's and Q's.
1: And so that's the news for this week. (laughs) Remember to check out all the other member podcasts of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Uh, There's Rewind, there's Five Year Mission, the podcast, there's Infinite Trek, there's Polytrex, there's Discovering Trek, helmed by my co host here, the lovely and talented Dan Davidson. But until next week, we wish you all live long and prosper. Coconut.